Hey, welcome everyone. I'm Don Newton, host of Open Air on KPOV 889 FM, High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. Airing Wednesdays at 5 p.m., Open Air is a weekly one-hour entertainment talk show featuring conversations with authors, local youth, entertainers, sports figures, and more. She's a real woman with a real life. She's someone you can relate to. Open Air with Don Newton. My guest today is Diane Hunter. She joins us today to discuss her new book, Oh Great, Another Vampire Book. This is the first in Hunter's Oh Great series, readers journey through an absurd media landscape where Sarah, who was accidentally turned into a god, is viewed as a savior in our nation's cultural divide, a reviled social justice worker, and everything in between. In her global treks to sow world peace, Sarah unveils the cyclical nature of human folly while crafting a plan to save the planet. Diane Hunter, it's great to speak with you. You're the author of the new book, Oh, great. Another vampire book. I think the review says the onion meets Anne Rice in a new vampire novel. It's very entertaining. The satire surprised me, but I loved it. Not that I um, didn't, well, I didn't expect it. I was expecting something different when it comes to vampire books and vampires, but this was, it was pretty brilliant. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm glad that the book, uh, didn't exactly mean what you thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's awesome. You know, I am curious, and I'm sure you've been asked this in your interviews, is like, where did this idea come from to write this book? And then the content, the satire, you about current day and the things that are happening in, in our world, in America, celebrity-obsessed culture. You're an equal opportunist when it comes to poking at the right, the left, the extremes, celebrities, talking heads, all of that. Where did the idea come from? The idea came in about 2018. I was going through a divorce and doing a lot of writing at Starbucks on the weekends. And one morning I was just sort of thinking about my favorite graphic novel by Alan Moore called The Watchmen. And there's a character called Dr. Manhattan. And essentially he becomes somewhat of like a new god because he has all these new metaphysical powers. And I was thinking, what would it be like if something like that happened now? Like, how would the media react? Because the media is so divided, especially at the time. It seemed like it was really getting amped up in 2018. And then I thought, well, what if there were also vampires? <laughs> <laughs> and I really wanted to write about vampires because they're the vehicle to talk about history. Because if there is a new god, then essentially everyone's notion of history and reality is going to be altered. And so I figured since vampires lived for so long that they would lend an important voice to all that. So that's where the idea came about. Well, in our, our general obsession with vampires, I think that 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 is kind of across the board. I know it caught my attention when I was presented the opportunity to speak to you about the book. It's like, oh, of course, who doesn't want to talk about vampires in the books and, and those stories? I mean, True Blood, um, Twilight. I mean, those are the two that come to mind and all the other movies and books in between. 
What do you think it, it is our obsession with vampires and supernatural? It's hard to say, but I'm glad you brought that up because I'm actually not a big fan of vampire stuff. I really like Buffy and I really like Anne Rice's interview with the vampire, but I'm not one of those people who's like a huge fan. Um, really, it was mainly about writing about history and sort of poking fun at the genre, but while still being respectful. So with Oh Great, Another Vampire book, this is the first <laughs> in a series of of satire. Uh, the second one will probably be Oh Great, Another Book About Jesus. After that, Oh Great, Another Superhero Book. So you get the idea. I'm just using different genres as uh, as a lens to just talk about some of these ideas that I want to talk about. So it was a lot of fun. And there's a lot of vampire jokes in it and a lot of comments on some of those properties you mentioned, like True Blood and Twilight. You tackle some of the issues today, the media, and it's funny, we don't call it journalism, we don't call it the news, we don't call it, we call it media, which is interesting how that label has transformed into what it is today. Um, talking heads, the media, we don't, um, it's kind of interesting how we don't really give it a whole lot of credibility. It's just this machine. But you also tackle gun rights and racism, free speech. I mean, all of it. But you do it in this in the, in the satire. That's the part that I thought was pretty fascinating. And the part that I was like, wow, this is great how you navigated that. Thanks. I mean, there's no lacking of material. And I think that in discussing the media, social media, of course, factors so much into that, with Twitter especially, with everyone's uh, reflexive, automatic reactions to every single thing that's going on. It's, it's, um, it's easy to imagine how people would react to something as crazy as there being a new god and there being a possible war between humans and vampires. And I think everyone would have their own take on these things. Well, you mentioned, too, the history. Talk about the history, how that piece fits into the book and, and your attraction to it. My attraction to it is largely because I live outside of Boston, although I'm not from here. Um, I really like colonial history. I find it really fascinating. So my main vampire, his name is Roman McClary. He actually fought in the Revolutionary War, which is when he was sired. And so that and all of his ideals that he held as a patriot I think I think are very relative to things that are going on now in terms of freedom, freedom of speech. So it was just a great opportunity also to bring up other vampires from other time periods and how things that they know relate to things that are going on now. And also you mentioned the, the special appearances, as, as it were, by Tucker, right. Tucker Carlson, Elon Musk, Joe Rogan. Who else is mentioned in there? I know I'm missing some other names. But... I, I reference Elon Musk as someone who works with a group of vampire engineers to <laughs> create a new car since he does manufacture cars. So I referenced that. And I also mentioned Jack Dorsey in a scene just because I thought it'd be funny, you know, <laughs> for one of the vampires to say he really looks like he needs to eat a sandwich <laughs> because Jack Dorsey is known for doing a lot of fasting and for being kind of a skinny guy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun to include all these characters. I think the Tucker Carlson scene was probably the most fun to write because I actually get inside of his head and show that, you know, it's not a monolith where you can just dislike someone um, completely without them having any nuance to their thoughts. So that's really what I was trying to get across is that anytime that there are complex ideas, there's always nuance involved. And it's not great to just be so reflexive 
in one's negativity. There's so much content out there. I mean, Rachel Maddow, Don Lamont, um, gosh, who else do we have? There's so many of these personalities that pitting them against each other, I think, would have been an awesome chapter to have them go Kelsey Gabbard's in the news today because <laughs> she actually uh, took over for Tucker for one night. And, you know, she's a Democrat, but people just think that's so outrageous and insult her and say <laughs> it's an outrage. It, I mean, essentially outrage culture. Yeah, it's the, the spirit it's... of the day. And being able to laugh at it and look at it from a different uh, lens, which is what you did in this. Who do you want reading this book? Who is this book for? People who like comedy. I mean, I think that's really at the heart of it. I was really trying to be fun and lighthearted with all these things, even though there there are some heavy topics in it. Um, I don't think it's necessarily for people who, who love vampire books, though. Um, I think regardless of what you think about vampire books, I think anyone who wants to um, just read a story about a book of our times with all these ideas and things going on today, and especially in the media. I think that's the type of person who would like this book. It's a nice escape and it's fun to be able to poke fun at things when, uh, I mean, you got to be careful with that because that, that outrage that you spoke of just a moment ago is, is right there. I mean, it doesn't take much to get, get people fired up. Yeah. And it is disturbing to hear what happened to you. Salman Rushdie in oh, recent absolutely. days, and also Dave Chappelle. Someone rushed the stage and tried to attack him not too long ago. So, you know, it, it, it isn't going away, you know, this cultural divide. But I'm hoping that, you know, maybe the pendulum will swing the other way and things will calm down and maybe we could we could all find some, some common ground, perhaps in humor, perhaps in uh, people's mutual dislike of Tucker Carlson, you know, whatever it takes. How did this writing get started for you? Where did that, that passion come from? Well, I've written my whole life. Um, if anything, it's just a deeply ingrained habit. And I have published other books before beginning this Oh Great series. I should say everything is on my website, dianehunterauthor.com. And that's where you can find links to everything I've written and also some blogs about some of the ideas in the book. Uh, but I just find uh, writing to be just uh, incredibly therapeutic. I have, like, a lot of ideas, and if I don't get them out, it's almost like a demon that I have to wrestle with <laughs> unless I uh, get the demon out on the paper. And as you were writing the book, Diane, you know, prior to starting the book and then choosing, you know, with all the satire that's in it, poking fun at our, our cultural divide that's happening, but also some of the more serious topics, did any did was there anything that popped out or changed of you, or maybe you went, wow, I always thought it was this way and not that way after writing a book and doing the research, you know, once you had the finished product? Um, I can't really think of anything so much to, in that respect. I just hope that, uh, that people aren't offended um, at all. I, I really tried <laughs> not to be. I mean, I think that with the, the sort of goddess character, her name is Sarah Fielding. She's the one who becomes a new god when her vampire boyfriend accidentally turns her into a god. Uh, she's probably the most controversial one and probably the one character I tend to think about a lot uh, because she's a freshman college student and she's deemed, as some people call pejoratively, SJW. She's deemed an SJW. And so she crosses the line of uh, maybe being too authoritarian or, you know, that's really the, the complex issue. Is she being totalitarian or is she actually addressing the world's problems in the right way. Who are some comedic 
comedians or comedic writers, who are your inspirations? Because definitely comedy is, is, is really something that you're good at. Definitely Mel Brooks. And thank you for the compliment. I, I just think that his, his movies are hilarious and he's such a good person. He only puts out positivity in the world. Um, you know, growing up, I loved Woody Allen and Jackie Mason, and I loved Judd Apatow, Eddie Murphy, and Dave Chappelle. These are people that I really admire. What is next for you? How many more books in the series do you think? Well, definitely two more. The next one is, like I mentioned, um, Oh Great, another book about Jesus. You know, and that's another one that was just a tremendous amount of fun to write. And then after that, I'll probably want to address the superhero genre or maybe some other one. I'm not sure yet, but I just cannot stress enough how fun it is to write these because they just, you know, it's not as if I don't take the writing seriously, but I can just approach things that are serious in a lighthearted way. Well, the content is just, just at your feet. It's not, you don't have to look very far. Humans, we're just serving it up right and left. Um. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) So what is your advice to aspiring writers? I always admire authors going through that grind. Some get so many no's before they get published, and then some get published right away, and it takes off into movies and series and things like that. How has that journey been for you? Well, it's been kind of rough, you know, because we live in a society that says, you know, if you don't have a lot of money, if you're not successful, then you're not doing the right thing. Whereas writing is a, a solo effort in large part that where there's no guarantee of success. So that, you know, you have to have a lot of passion. But the only advice I can really think of and it's funny to think of myself as someone who would give advice. <laughs> um, just read a lot. Read everything, everything that you're interested in, and not just fiction, just everything. Where can we learn more about you, Diane, and find your book, Oh Great, Another Vampire Book, and, um, and your future work and past work? Because you were also authored under another name. That's right. I have published two sci-fi books and a collection of short stories under a different name. D.A. McQuinn, M-A-C-Q-U-I-N. And all of that is on my website, dianehunterauthor.com. And I would say that if anyone does happen to buy a book on Amazon, it's really helpful if you write reviews. That's a really helpful thing for all authors. Well, I appreciate this time and this work, and I enjoyed the book. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Open Air is written, produced, and hosted by Don Newton. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.